all those who are aspiring to follow the path of bhakti yoga. It is a prayer to the devotees. It is described herein that the devotees of the Lord, the Vaishnavas, they are like desire trees. A desire tree can fulfill all one's heart's desires. The heart is longing for pleasure. The heart is longing for love. That is the great, deep, most, innermost desire of every living being. It is only the Vaishnava that could fulfill that desire. Because it is only the Vaishnava that could bring Krishna into our life. Ram is the reservoir of all pleasure. the epitome of all love is only when we learn to love Krishna. The devotees of the Lord are like oceans of mercy. You see, we are in such a dilemma in this world. We are so forsaken by our own activities and desires that a puddle, a river, a lake is not enough. It takes an ocean of mercy to save us, to rescue us from the bondage of this material world, the cycle of birth and death. Patitanam bhavanibhyo vaishnavibhyo namono That the devotees of the Lord, their special contribution is that they are most inclined to showing their favor to the most fallen. They are the uplifter and the friend of the fallen souls. Of course, we know the beautiful song of Narottam Das Thakur. Potita pavana hetu pava avatara mosamo patita prabhu napaiveyara My dear Lord, you are patita pavana. He is praying to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You have come to deliver the most fallen. And I only have one qualification. That I believe that I am so fallen that if you look and search throughout all of creation, you will find no one more fallen than me. So please, my claim is first. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Patita Pavana. But the Vaishnavas, the devotees of the Lord, by his causeless mercy, are even more merciful than he himself. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is a beautiful story. 
You know, when Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided to go to South India, none of the devotees wanted him to go. Because, after all, what is this? Huh? Is that alright? Yes. The devotees, they did not want him to go. They were trying to create so many reasons why it was impossible for him to go. But one day, he took his devotees by the hand with a very sincere and humble heart. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that you are more dear to me than my life. Because you have given everything for me, I am purchased by your love. To give up my body would be no difficulty for me. To give up my life would not be difficult but to give up your association, that would be impossible. Therefore, my conclusion is that you are more dear to me than my very life. This is the heart of God being revealed in its innermost confidential state. The Lord is always obliged captured, enslaved by the love of his devotees. Therefore, he told them, without your permission, I cannot go, but I very deeply desire to go to South India to travel. Because my brother Vishwarup, at a very young age, he left our home, accepted the renounced order of life, and we have not heard from him since but I believe he is somewhere traveling in a holy place of the South. You must give me your blessings and permission to search and find him. The Supreme Personality of Godhead who is Abhigya and Swarat, he is all-knowing and the Supreme Independent One. We all have our minute independence, but he is the complete whole of independence. Whatever he desires is immediately fulfilled and he can desire anything he wants. And it is all perfect and complete eternally. But the Lord, by dint of his loving nature, his supreme loving nature, he agrees to relinquish his independence and become dependent on the love of his devotees. Therefore, here is the Supreme Swayam Bhagavan, the Absolute Truth, who appeared as Lord Nursingadev, who had all the demigods frightened to death. They didn't want, want to approach him. Even Lakshmi Dev could not approach such a horrible form. That same Vishwarup, Virat Rup, that appeared to Arjuna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, 
where all living beings were being devoured by his flaming mouths. That same absolute truth who appeared in these ways in his plenary portions, his parts, in his full manifestation, is humbly asking permission from his devotees, may I please go. This is bhakti. Therefore, devotees have no concern for the realization of the impersonal Brahman. They simply want to experience the sweetness of the inconceivable love of the personality of Godhead. How he becomes subordinate and dependent upon the love of his devotees. So the devotees they said, my lord, you are the independent supreme lord of all lords. How can we say no to your request? It would be offensive for me, to, for any of us to deny you what you want. But let us go with you. Let us all go with you. Who cares about our families? Who cares about our jobs? We will all go with you. He said, no, 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 that is not correct. I will go alone. You have your duties to perform. Then at least take one or two of us just to be your servants. So Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he replied, I will not take any of my close confidential associates because I am a sannyasi and I want to perform tapasya on this pilgrimage. If I bring Makunda, I will not be able to perform tapasya. He's always wanting to give me nice gifts, nice places to sleep, nice food. He wants me to bathe in warm water. When I perform the natural austerities of a sannyasi, he cries. His heart is broken with grief to see me in this condition. And when I see him cry, I become even ten times more sorrowful than he is. Because I cannot tolerate the sorrow of my devotees. So I will not bring him. And as far as Lord Nityananda, what type of a servant he is for a sannyasi, he's already, without my permission, taken my sannyas danda, broke it in three places, thrown it in the river, and told me that I do not know where it is. I will not travel with him. And as far as Jagadananda, he's a brahmachari, I'm a sannyasi, and yet he's always telling me what I should do and what I should not do. <laughs> Some young girl comes to see me, I'm trying to preach to her, he says, sannyasi should not speak to young girls. <laughs> I know he does it out of love, but I do not want such botherations. And as far as, who else? Damodar Pandit. That was Damodar Pandit, I'm sorry. That was Damodar Pandit. He was the brahmachari that criticizes the Lord in this way. And as far as Jagadananda Pandit, he is always trying to give me sense gratification. He brings fine oils from distant places to massage my body. He brings me nice soft beds to sleep on. And if I don't accept it, he becomes so angry with me that he starts to fast. And then when he fasts, I cannot eat very properly myself because I'm in so much anxiety. And then I have to go and appeal to him, please, take some food. 
He said, I want to travel with freedom, to live according to my ashram. So therefore, if I take any of my close associates, all the others will think, why not me? So bring me someone who is a very first class Vaishnava, who is not in our inner circle. So they came forward with a very nice devotee. His name is Kal Krishnadas. Travel with him. And there will be one assistant. He will carry your water pot and your extra set of clothes. So they left. It was a very sorrowful event. Everyone was crying, falling unconscious. Sarva Bhattacharya was begging, please do not go. In fact, as Lord Chaitanya was leaving Sarva and all the devotees were weeping, and Sarvabhoma fainted unconscious and Mahaprabhu just walked. So of course Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in the Chaitanya Charitamrita explains in a very beautiful way the wonderful travels of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How he went to visit Ahovalam to have darshan with Lord Nidarsinghadev. He went to Tirupati and Sri Rangam he went to Kanchipuram, Vishnu Kanchi and Shiva Kanchi. He went to Tanjore. He went to Madurai. There he met the famous devotee Ramdas, Vipra. And then he went to Rameshwaram. There he found one of the holiest of all scriptures. The Brahma Samhita, I believe. And then he continued his travels. And he went uh, to Kuramakshetra, to Kanyakumari, and then he came to Trivandrum, where he saw the beautiful form of Ananta Padmanabh. He visited thousands and thousands and thousands of holy places, and he worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead with great happiness. When he was in southern Karnataka, he was living a very simple life. There was a band of gypsy-like people. They were called upon by the name of the Bhattaharis. They were very crooked and sinful people. But they were tantric mystics. And what they would do is they had beautiful young girls and they would seduce young men with these charming women to come into their association and then they would capture them and through mystic arts they would manipulate this person in such a way that he would become their slave in this way they would increase their numbers So one time when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not present, Kal Krishnadas was diverted in his attention by one of these Bhattaharis, by these beautiful young girls. And they led him into the pact of these tantric mystics and they had him captive. Now although they were acting in this way, they claimed to be sannyasis. So when Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu learned what had happened, he went to the Bhattaharis camp 
and he was very humble. He said, you are all sannyasis, and I am also a sannyasi. And I am traveling far and wide to the holy places, so you know that it is very, very much required that a sannyasi has a nice servant to travel with him. So please give me back my servant. They became so angry, they decided to kill him. They took knives and swords and hatchets and clubs and with angry, angry, red-like eyes, they started running at him to chop him to pieces. As they were running toward him, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu simply looked at them. And an amazing thing took place. All the weapons that were in their hands slipped out from their hands. And on their own, the weapons started cutting the Bataharis to pieces. The axes were just in the air, just chopping off their arms, chopping off their legs. The clubs were pounding at their heads. And they started running away as fast as they could with their weapons chasing after them, just causing havoc. At this time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu grabbed his servant by the hair and said, you come with me. He did not mention anything else to him about this throughout the travels. And then, of course, from southern Karnataka, they came to Udupi. There they saw the beautiful form of Krishna, worshipped by Srila Madhvacharya. And then he returned to Jagannath Puri after being away for several years. And what a grand and wonderful reunion it was when he returned. It is said, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And when he returned, the devotees, it was like the monsoon rains coming after a long, long drought of dry heat. It brought life back into their hearts, into their minds. After some time, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu called upon some of his senior men, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, Nityananda Prabhu, several others. And he said, I want you to hear something about this Kal Krishna Das. He came as my servant, but he abandoned, he deserted me to chase after women. I have tolerated him long enough. Now, I do not want to see his face again. Kal Krishnadas was a very nice devotee. He began to weep, he began to cry. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left him. You see, as a sannyasi, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had to maintain very high standards so that other people in the future would not take this as an excuse and cheat and think that illicit activities are pardoned by Lord Chaitanya so easily. So Mahaprabhu abandoned him from his association. And Kal Krishnadas, he was devastated. What can I do? Where will I go? My life is finished. 
But then Lord Nityananda was very merciful upon him. Lord Nityananda took him under his wing. He said, yes, perhaps you cannot be with the Lord himself, but you can still serve him. I will give you some service. The residents of Navadweep, Shantipur, they have not received any news of Lord Chaitanya's return from his many, many years journey in South India. So you go and you bring his remnants to them and you tell them all the wonderful pastimes that you experienced and bring them great ecstasy. So he went to the home of Sachi Devi, the, the mother of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And how much she welcomed with tears flowing from her heart and Adoita Acharya and Sri Shivananda Sain and all the great devotees, they were simply inviting Kal Krishnadas night after night after night to a various different places to just again and again and again narrate the beautiful pastimes of the Lord's travels in South India, which no one had ever heard before. In this way, he brought so much joy and happiness and life to the hearts of these Vaishnavas. In this service, he was intimately close with Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because our connection with the Lord is not simply by seeing Him, it is by serving Him. The heart and soul of a devotee is devotional service. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur used to say, do not try to see Krishna, but serve Krishna in such a way that he wants to see you. So Kal Krishnadas for the rest of his life was always joyfully immersed by the mercy of Lord Nityananda and the loving service of Sri Gorsundar. Now there was a beautiful pastime that took place some decades back for Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He was preaching. He opened over 64 Godiamath temples throughout India. And he started one temple in Madras. And there was another small temple close to that one in a village near Madras. Now there was one brahmachari and he appeared to be very sincere but then he left the mat and stopped following the principles and then he came back and they pardoned him and he left again and stopped following the principles so he went to the president of the temple and said I want to come back again the president of the temple said this is not good I do not have the power to allow you to come back. When Guru Dev comes, which is only in a few weeks, you ask him. So when Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur came, this disciple came. He was a disciple. And he pleaded with his Guru Dev, please allow me to come back into this mission. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati said, I cannot do it. It is not possible. You cannot stay in this temple. And then Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati called the president and he said, 
I want you to take this devotee and take care of him in the temple. And the president said, how is it if you say that you cannot forgive him for what he has done, how are we supposed to show mercy upon him? All our mercy is coming from you. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur related the pastime of Kal Krishnadas. And he said, you do not understand these fine points of how God's mercy works. The servant is more merciful than the master. This is Krishna consciousness. He said, I am the guru. I have to establish certain principles. Therefore, I have to be very forbidding and forbidding to set proper examples. But as my servants, it is your duty to be more merciful than me. Of course, we know that the mercy is coming from the Guru. But, but the servant acts in that capacity by the arrangement of Gurudev. And Krishna, we, we pray that the spiritual master is more merciful than Krishna. Because factually Krishna, very difficult to see him, to hear him. But the Guru is standing right in front of us. The Guru is willing to travel all the way around the world just to see us and talk to us. In this way the Guru is more merciful than God. But, it is all God's mercy coming through him. It is all mer Guru's mercy coming through his servants. And as the parampara goes down and down, the mercy only increases. Sometimes in the Hare Krishna peop movement, people are proud. I am Prabhupada's disciple. You are not Prabhupada's disciple. You are one of my God-brother's disciples. This is all right. But if they actually understand the spirit, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Parampara, they understand that the mercy increases as the Parampara continues. It doesn't decrease, it increases. And the message becomes sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Therefore, those who really understand, yes, we may be Prabhupada's disciple. I may be Prabhupada's... I'm not deserving to be Prabhupada's disciple. Prabhupada is very great. But my position is that I am the servant of the servants of the servants of my God-brother's disciples. And if they have disciples, let me be their servants. In this way, such a person tastes the true sweetness of Krishna's mercy. So let us not try to be proud that I have a very high and close position. Because the highest and closest position is the servant of the servant of the servant. This is Krishna consciousness. Therefore, those who are the servants of the servants, the Vaishnavas, 
we offer this prayer at their lotus feet. Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kribhasindubhya evacha Patithanam bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo namo namah Because this is what will bring Guru Kripa in its most magnificent form into our congregation. Our success is to the degree we are empowered. And our empowerment is to the degree we accept the innermost desires of our spiritual master. Kali Yuga means the age of quarrel and hypocrisy. Quarrel and hypocrisy is what diverts everyone's mind away from Krishna. So we have to counteract somehow or other. And believe me, in Kali Yuga, this is the supreme most austerity. To not indulge in quarrel and hypocrisy. The fact is, wherever the devotees are together chanting the holy names, unified in that spirit, Kali Yuga cannot exist. Therefore, we have to develop a congregation of association where Kali Yuga is no longer there, where people can come into our temple and they can feel relief, a shelter, an oasis from the effects of Kali Yuga. But that can only come true as long as there is no quarrel and hypocrisy amongst each other. But the tendency is so much to quarrel and hypocrisy, fighting over the most trivial matters. At the slightest spur of the moment, We become like cobras, we raise our hoods, we're ready to strike even our own god-brothers and god-sisters. This is the tendency, this is the atmosphere, it's surcharged. There's only one counteraction. Cheto dharapanam marajunam bhava mahadava grimirvapanam Sreya kairava chandrikavataranam vidyavadu jivanam Anandam budivaradanam pratipadam punamritasvadanam sarvatmasna paramparam vijayate sri krishna sankirtan. The congregational chanting of the holy name brings our hearts together on the spiritual platform, spiritually surcharges the atmosphere, and purifies our hearts of all unwanted things. Anandam budivaradhanam pradivadam bunandrasvasvadhanam enables us to experience the fulfillment of all of our desires. Krishna love. Krishna's love. So therefore, we have to simultaneously curb our tendencies 
and always bring our consciousness and our unity together on this level alone. We have come together to glorify Krishna by chanting his knowings, by discussing his glories, and by, by humbly assisting one another in carrying out the mission of our beloved spiritual master. Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasindhubhya Evacha Vaditanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavebhyono To the degree we understand and follow the principles of this verse to that degree, believe me, the mission of our Guru will flourish. Huh? Sometimes people ask me, when was the closest you ever felt to Srila Prabhupada? By his causeless mercy, maybe several dozen times I was sitting right before him. But I can tell you that when I'm preaching his message, even 14, 13 years after he left this world, when I'm preaching his message, and trying to help his beloved children. Even the most fallen person on the street, the most sinful person on the street, is Prabhupada's fallen child as far as I'm concerned. If I try to pick that person up and help him to come closer to Krishna, I feel closer to Prabhupada than I ever did sitting next to him and asking him questions. There is no physical proximity that can interfere with our relationship with Guru if we are sincere to serve his desire. Chant the holy names attentively, with concentration. Make your japa a prayer of your heart, not just a movement of your lips. Make your kirtan an expression of true, sincere, enthusiastic love for Krishna, for the enthusiasm and upliftment of all the devotees, and to surcharge the atmosphere of earth with his mercy. Hare Krishna. Strictly follow the four regulative principles. Hare Krishna. Be the servant of the servant of the servant. And most of all, follow this instruction. To show your love for me by loving one another. This is how we can repay our Guru Day for all he is doing for us. It is a small thing. But we are very small. He is so kindly and merciful that he is willing to accept this small offering. But offer it sincerely. And your life will be perfect. Manchakalpatarubhyascha Krivasindubhya evacha Patitanam bhavanivyo vyo
Is there any questions? Because he is not speaking of physical ailments. He is speaking of the ailment that is causing suffering. Even the healthiest people in this world are suffering. Do you think that by chanting the holy name your body is not going to grow old? That it is not going to die? The holy name will not save your body. It will save your soul. It will save your soul from the illusion that it is this body that must get old, get diseased and die and take another birth. It will liberate the soul from the suffering condition of this material body which is inevitable and irreversible. Hmm? We do not chant the holy names for good bodies. We chant the holy names for love of God. There are other processes to make the best use of a bad bargain of living in this material body. There is Ayurveda, there is Hatha Yoga, there is just general clean living and high thinking that is good for the body. But for some time you can make the best use of bad bargain, but then it collapses. The first teaching of Gita is you're not this body. It is the illusion, the bodily conception of life is the illusion that is the root of all suffering. The holy name cuts that illusion frees you from that source of all suffering, the bodily conception. It's not that it gives you a perfect body. This body is imperfect in a million ways. But the soul is perfect because it is part of Krishna. It is eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. So when you say uh, you chant Haritasa while taking the pill to the patient, what is the meaning there? The meaning of it is the pill will help his body, but the name will cure his soul. So an ordinary doctor is only concerned with healing the body, but a Krishna conscious doctor is interested in curing both the body, the mind, and the soul. Therefore, he is doing the greatest welfare work. Hmm? We do not want to be see people suffering on any level. We don't like to see people physically suffering. So we try to solve that. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, anyone who considers him an ordinary doctor will go to hell. He's a Paramahamsa. Although he's a family man doing the work of a doctor. Whatever he does, is connected to God through the holy name. 
You can be a businessman, you can be a lawyer, you can be a housewife, you can be a brahmachari. Whatever you are, do it with this consciousness. Your life will be perfect. We pretend very much, we always pay obeisances to the devotees. But the effect of college, you guys will say that uh, we are all hypocrites actually. So when that is, they will come, when you will understand the meaning of it. Otherwise, this hypocrisy, for so little thing, we are ready to turn up everything. Though we may be devotee for 10 years. My question is similar on mine. The saintly person is said to say Krishna in every living entity and worship every living entity because of that. Devotees, all devotees know that. If they go to the each other, then it confuses the outsider and it comes in here. So how is it that devotees cannot have this relationship amongst each other? Ah, my question is, why do you not have that relationship with others? That's when the solution will be. When we stop asking, why doesn't everybody else, and we start asking, why don't I? If everyone thinks like that, your, your question is answered. The problem is solved. It's so easy to say, why is this devotee finding fault? But you're finding fault in the process. <laughs> Look at this devotee. Look at how he's finding faults in others. I never find faults in others, but he's finding faults all the time. He's a rascal. <laughs> that is the problem. The problem is we think the problem is outside of ourselves. It be, this, the solution to the problem is when each devotee takes inventory of his own heart and starts practicing the will of the Guru in his own life. Hare Krishna.